This is The Bookshelf from NHPR. I'm Peter Biello. In Concord native Meredith Tate's new novel, a young woman is kidnapped after a drug deal goes badly. And to summon help, she has an out-of-body experience. Her quest to give her sister clues about where she is and how she got there serves as the central action of the book, which is called The Last Confession of Autumn Casterly. And Tate joins me now in the studio to talk about it. Thank you very much for speaking with me. Thank you. Before we start talking, I just want to let listeners know that, uh, trigger warning, we may be talking about some very sensitive things that may make listeners feel uncomfortable, including rape and sexual assault. So this character, Autumn Casterly, goes through some awful things. She's been beaten, bound, held captive. Uh, You say this book is a metaphor for rape culture. Uh, What made you want to take on this topic? Um, I think, honestly, it was just so much pent-up frustration and anger and just this overwhelming feeling of hopelessness following a few high-profile cases in the media um, during which uh, rapists were given egregiously light sentences. And um, as a woman, it's so frustrating to me to, um, to constantly feel like, you know, it's just this sense of hopelessness when you see this over and over. And I kind of just wanted to channel that into my writing and just show kind of what you don't see when you turn on the news and um, and see the stories. What you don't see is what is actually happening in these young women's lives and what it's actually like um, to deal with gaslighting and a culture that just does not prioritize the futures of the victims. With respect to Autumn Casterly, the premise of this novel is that she is in the middle of a drug deal and something goes wrong and she is beaten and held captive. And the premise here is that she's able to have an out-of-body experience, almost like a ghost, even though Mm. she's not dead. Her ghost can sort of go to her sister and sort of try to guide her sister towards finding her. How did you connect that idea with the idea of what you were just talking about, rape culture, gaslighting, that kind of thing? Um, well, there's a scene in the book specifically when Autumn is trying to get her sister's attention and she, she sees a clue and Ivy does not see it because Ivy's just kind of hanging out with her friends and Autumn is shouting at the top of her lungs like, to look over here, like, listen to me. And Ivy just can't hear her. And I just kind of wanted to show that so often um, victims and women are just, their voice is taken away in these scenarios. And I kind of wanted to show that um, and to show how, how awful it is when that happens. And um, the reason I wanted to show it with Autumn specifically is because Autumn is not necessarily a good person at the beginning of the book. She does a lot of bad things. She does a lot of questionable things. I know chapter three, she's bullying another student. She's a mean girl. But what I wanted to show is that that's all of that aside, she's still a human being and she still deserves to be listened to and believed and respected. One of the hurdles that Autumn faces is coming to grips with what happened in her past. And when you were talking about Autumn screaming into the void and not being heard, I was thinking of one of the things that she can't say to herself until late in the book is that is the R word, is I was raped. Mm-hmm. This happened in the distant past before the action of the novel starts. But the action of the novel helps her say that. And that seems important. I definitely kind of wanted to show, uh, obviously, um, in the book, she needs to physically be found to be saved, but also kind of emotionally, Ivy also is finding her. She's finding her sister and um, learning about her sister. And I think in that process, Autumn kind of finds herself, too, 
as Autumn and Ivy learn more about one another, they're also kind of finding strength within themselves. This book takes place in Concord. There are lots of Concord landmarks. And Concord has had its own high-profile sexual assault cases in the past few years. To what extent were those on your mind when you were writing this? Um, To be honest, I wrote the book before any of that came to light. Those stories made me very angry when I read them. I was no longer living in Concord when I I saw it. But, I mean, I just think it's another example of, um, for example, the young woman who was suspended for bringing up troubling feelings about You're referring to the high school. The high school. And I think that's just another example about how young women are not listened to and believed and how it happens every day. It can happen anywhere. The book takes place in Concord, but it's it's a theme that I think happens too often everywhere. I mean, I went to Concord High. I love Concord High. I will always love Concord, but these things just happen everywhere. No place is immune to them. What do you hope readers take away from this book? I want readers to think about the fact that, you know, everyone, regardless of who they are, regardless of you know, maybe the bad things they've done, that they still deserve to be listened to and respected. I want people to think about the fact that this is really prevalent in our culture. So according to the Rape, Abuse, and Incest National Network, which is the network that I quoted in the back of the book, they said every every 73 seconds, another American is sexually assaulted. And one out of every six American women has been the victim of an attempted or completed rape. And I just think that that is um, an egregious statistic every 73 seconds. But I I really just wanted to bring to light that issue from the perspective of the victim. I wanted to show kind of the human side of, of the people who are suffering from this. Meredith Tate, thank you very much for speaking with me about this. Thank you so much for having me. Meredith Tate was born in Concord. She's recently moved to Houston, Texas, but she is doing a launch event at Gibson's Books in Concord, Tomorrow, that's Saturday, on The Last Confession of Autumn Casterly. You can find information about that as well as a top five reading recommendations list at our website, nhpr.org. We're always looking for reading recommendations from listeners like you, so send them our way. Our email address is books at nhpr.org. Tell us the name of the book and why you like the book so much. You can also tweet us at nhpr bookshelf. This is The Bookshelf from NHPR. I'm Peter Biello. Thank you very much for listening.